Welcome to the season 10 opener of the podcast. Uh, I'd like to welcome all of my lovers and friends back to another episode where I'm going to give you a glossary um, review and opinion on The Mandalorian Season 3. So, you know... I was discussing this with somebody, actually someone who listens to the podcast, and this season has not been my favorite. It's been very disjointed. Like, even if they hadn't announced that the Mandoverse of Star Wars was going to culminate in a big screen uh, movie to conclude all of the various spinoffs in The Mandalorian even if they hadn't announced that, I would have started uh, just based off of season three. I'm like, they're starting to do that, that Marvel shit. You know, there's a reason why Marvel's only been successful with their formula, you know, thus far, depending on who you ask. This was such a frustrating watch. And you know why it's so frustrating? Like, you know, I'm constantly behind the scenes and... I'm hearing the latest scuttlebutt, the butts that scuttle, what what have you. Um, Baby Yoda, or I'm sorry, Grogu, FKA, Baby Yoda, formerly known as, in case you're wondering what FKA stands for, it's formerly known as, Baby Yoda was supposed to disappear. Um, I feel like after season two, if I'm remembering correctly from what I was reading online, that was supposed to kind of wrap up. Like, he was really supposed to go with Luke and train. You know what I'm saying? Like, he wasn't supposed to be having these adventures, continued adventures with his now father. And I just feel like they missed a mark. You know, when, 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 uh, When the Mandalorian launched day and date with the Disney Plus app, which is wild, man, because it's been around as long as this pandemic has been around. I remember, you know, signing up. I got my paycheck from Amazon right at midnight, always on time, bong, bong. And I downloaded the app, signed up for the ship and started peeping the Mandalorian. At first, I'm like, you know, Mandalorians are cool on their own. Like, if we're just going to get a show about a dude who's bounty hunting and, like, killing motherfuckers, like, I'm down. Like, I just said, bong, bong, you know, let's fuck with it. And then you get to the end of, I believe it's episode one, maybe it's the end of episode two. But then they reveal what the show is about. And there's a little floating egg-shaped pod. Inside of it is a toddler version of Yoda's uh, race of creatures which we still don't have a background on. So Mandalorian blew the fuck up. Like, come on. It was a fucking revelation. Toy sales out the wazoo. Like, Disney and Kathleen Kennedy and all those fuckwads who think that they know Star Wars really have to thank Jon Favreau for what he did here with this series because these Status, status quo of Star Wars in the zeitgeist of 
the people around the world was dying. By the end of The Rise of Skywalker, people were like, you know what? Fuck Star Wars. Fuck a Star Wars. How about a Star Trek? You know, how about we start trekking the stars? And like, at least, at least when they do interpretations of that shit, the shit be making sense. Like, none of this shit that they did with this sequel trilogy, air quotes, made a fucking dick licks worth of sense. We got season two of the Mando, which reintroduced everybody to the original, the original, the one who started it all, Boba Fett. Yeah, and that shit was badass. He had little rockets fucking shooting rockets off from his kneecaps and beating the fuck out of stormtroopers with the fucking, I forget what the name of the, uh, the actual name of the stick is, but you know, the sticks that the fucking Tusken Raiders be using shit like, like I said twice before, bong bong, shit was fucking lit as fuck. Oh my God, why did I just use that? I've never used that. I don't say things like hella or lit. The shit was bong bong. The shit was fucking tight. Let's take it back to the fucking 90s, early 2000s. The shit was tizzy. God, that's such such a corny thing. That shit is tizzy. So cornball. But that's my generation. We did corny shit. You know, you, you get to... That's another thing that was jarring about this. is The cracks are starting to show is that you have... The Book of Boba Fett, right? But the last couple episodes are really just The Mandalorian Season 2.9. Like, we're really just, you know... Like, it, it kind of felt like a waste to have Luke show up at the end of Season 2 to save everybody. Was it the end of Season 1? No, it was the end of Season 2. Yeah, where he said, showed up to save everybody from the Dark Troopers and whatnot. It kind of felt like a disrespectful waste of time to have Luke Skywalker. You know, because by the time you get to towards the end of Book of Boba Fett, Mando's basically like, well, I need the uh, multi-billion dollar hottest selling toy in the Star Wars franchise right now. I need that back. I'm going to need him back, you know. And um, You keep doing this Jedi shit or whatever you're doing, I don't really give a fuck, just give me the kid back, and I'll be the fuck up out of here, you know, there's an appearance by Ahsoka, like, it really felt disrespectful, like, you know, the book, of, they shouldn't have called it, they should not have called it the book of Boba Fett, they should have called it the book of Mandalorians with chapters featuring Boba Fett, because that's how unfocused from the title character the show was. So that we didn't we didn't know what was going on, like when Mandalorian three was gonna release. They finally released a trailer and whatnot. And this show, at least this season, has had some good episodes. And then you have episodes where the like the one where so there's a what is it? I think he's, you know, I think by like episode two or three, uh, Mando. Din Djarin is hanging out with Bo-Katan Kreese. And uh, big props to them because I always thought it was Bo-Katan Kreese, but it's Kreese. Like a Kreese in your jeans. Motherfucker. Um, so he's telling her they've got a hideout from something. I can't quite remember what they're hiding out from. And that's like the first five minutes of the episode, right? So then you see what you, you can't ignore. It's like the capital of the entire galaxy, uh, Coruscant. 
And you're like, okay, shit, they know somebody at Coruscant. Like, maybe they're going to go hang out with the, the clone Dr. Dude or whatnot. No, we legitimately got an entire episode dedicated to the doctor that we had met in season one that was trying to clone Grogu. And the evil bitch that was working for Moff Gideon, which was, you know, you have a haircut like that. You ain't reformed shit like you full of shit, lady. Like your haircut is that pristine, like only someone who still serves the regiment of the Empire would have a haircut that's just that, you know, that much of a pristine edge. Like her haircut was like, no, you got bad guy hair. You got bad guy written all the fuck over you. So we have shit like that. And then we have other cool episodes where, you know, you'd see shit like Mando, Din Djarin, going to uh, Mandalore, discovering that Mandalore isn't isn't cursed. And uh, bathing in the, the waters or whatever the fuck. And thus, in part, you know, Bo-Katan Kree's having to save Mando, which means she bathes in the waters and she gets to see a... I can't remember what kind of dragon it is, but she sees a dragon, which is like the crest of the Mandalorian people. So this this season felt really un unmotherfucking even. And then by the time you get to Star Wars Celebration, it's made all the more clear that the reason that the season three feels disjointed as fuck is because they're eventually, you know, so you had Mandalorian season one through three. You've had the Book of Boba Fett. Um, we're getting Ahsoka and something else is another thing else. So they're supposed to have a Commandos of the New Republic, but after Gina Carano said some anti-vax, anti-mask, comparing it to Auschwitz, you know, some pretty tone-deaf and ignorant bullshit that the people who believe the shit she believes always want to make comparisons to the, the fucking struggles that the Jewish community has had to go through and using the, those struggles to compare to something like wearing a fucking mask. It's like, you know, you're out of your motherfucking mind. Uh, you might be fine, uh, Miss Gina Carano, but you're a fucking nutball. And I can't, I can't co-sign your bullshit. You know, so she did what she felt she needed to do. And she got, you know, lost her sp spot with Disney. And then, you know, the whole entire show got shit canned for her. But there's supposed to be a, a gangbang of spinoffs. And then it's going to culminate... And um, I don't know, whatever they decide to call the movie that is a uh, an end capper to the whole Mandoverse um, portion of the Star Wars universe. You know, the, the sad thing is like when they're firing on, on all cylinders in any given episode because it's like eight episodes so it's it's fucked up to say but four episodes are good and four are just like what are we doing here what is the what is this even um supposed to achieve like why did you bring me here kind of vibes um <clears throat> excuse me i just i was so disappointed and i remember reading Online that the season finale of season three of The Mandalorian was going to make some people cry. I'm like, oh, cool. They're going to kill off someone we're like. Like, they're fucking, like, by, you know, by the time I'm watching, because I decided to save the last two episodes, episode seven and episode eight, as kind of like a merge it together, watch them both in one, so it seems like a bigger episode. So the way it was flowing, I'm like, they're going to kill Bo-Katan. 
they're going to kill Katie Sackhoff's fucking character. Like, I've been writing with this woman since she was in Jason X. Like, what, are you really going to fucking kill her? Um, I'll have to go back later and check sources to make sure that when I said Katie Sackhoff was in Jason X, I wasn't just talking out of the side of my neck, Baba. <clears throat> but yeah, I was really like, okay, like, I don't know if I'm going to cry over that, but I'm definitely going to be disturbed by it. Never did I imagine in a million years, you know, we had never really gotten like <clears throat> official confirmation that Din Djarin was, you know, like, <clears throat> excuse me, Grogu's father or whatnot, you know, adopted surrogate, whatever you want to call it. I don't know if everybody is like me. I just assumed, you know, they got that bond. That's dad. That's his son. Like, come on now. The fuck you talking about? That's his superpower wizard, super old, young looking son. Like, fuck up out of here. And then the revelation hits literally in the last minutes of the uh, the season finale that uh, he wants Grogu to train, but the armorer is saying that he can't even speak. He's too young. And it's revealed that their custom is, you know, if I adopt this child, then I have the right to decide whether or not he's ready to train. So he adopts Grogu. And it didn't make me full-on cry, but I was very, very much past the misty stage where, you know, it's eyes are getting a little bit hazy and shit. Like, I was I was welling up, and then it went away, and then you get that that shot, the end shot of the entire season where the, the Westerner music is playing and Grogu's fucking levitating a frog, sitting cross-legged, practicing his little force power shit, and Mando is fucking they're 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 back to um getting a little welled up just thinking about it but they're the the way that season three ended it was a status quo reset so now he's got to teach grogu or and his he's been named renamed din grogu so now he's got to teach din grogu the ways of the mandalorian you know what i'm saying and uh it did again when i saw that end him sitting out in his homestead and whatnot, I really did well up. I'm like, damn, they, at least they didn't kill anybody that we care about. Like, they killed Moff Gideon or a clone of Moff Gideon. It wasn't really expressly intended. It could have been Moff. It could have been a clone. Like, we don't know. He definitely has the vibe of someone that is, uh, hasn't been seen the last of. Plus, there's the whole fact that his hair is completely different in season three as opposed to when we last saw him when he had the more traditional Giancarlo Esposito look of the the smooth, super textured, beautiful, combed back hair. His shit was completely forward straight. Like he really kind of did feel like a different cat. So maybe he was a clone, maybe he was original. We won't know until we know. Um, that being that, I think I'm going to wrap it up and get the fuck up out of here because I really wasn't fucking with season three of The Mandalorian. Like, it wasn't my favorite, you know. Uh, it was it was the worst um, of the three seasons so far. And, but, you know, we got a rating system between one and four thumbs up. And I'm going to give this season one and a half thumbs up because, like I said, it was disjointed as fuck. Um, you got eight episodes or whatnot, and four of them, like I said, four of them were bad, four of them were good, and that's not really what you want. Like, 
they need to get back to what made this show special and they need to stick to the roots and i feel like what they're doing why you got cool shit like seeing mandalore come back to almost its full glory that was so fucking cool it just you know you gotta walk before you run you know what i'm saying so i'll catch you guys on the next one i appreciate you as always i love you i love you i love you Mm -hmm. and goodbye.